When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daylight savings time should exist or it shouldn't exist. Of course it should exist. The the rare good job by Congress. They're like, oh, you're going to wake up and it's going to be pitch black. So what? I would so much rather it be dark early in the morning than dark early in the evening. Welcome in to episode two of What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast, the YouTube show. We would greatly appreciate if you would subscribe on YouTube and on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's iTunes, Spotify. We'll explain the show in just a moment, but a little podcast drama behind the scenes. Our very first episode, episode one, skyrocketed us somehow to number four on the iTunes podcast charts behind three legendary podcasts. Pardon my take, the Bill Simmons podcast. And the Levitard Show, or you know what I should call it? The Stugats, Mike Ryan, Roy Bellamy, Chris Cody with Dan Levitard riding their coattails. Because that's how I feel. Because hey, instead of him being happy for us being right there, Levitard got a little scared of the competition. Started sending out mean tweets, memes of me. And then it dawned on me. You know why he was scared? You know why he was upset? Because me and the young man you're about to meet in a moment have a chance to replace Dan and Poppy as the greatest father-son duo in sports, television, podcast, YouTube show history. But before we even get to him or what we're doing today, let's talk about what we're not doing today. Here is what is not on the show. No more Levitard slander. We're not going to say his name anymore. Aaron Judge not on the show. NCAA upset picks not on the show. And oh my God. Hold on. Demonte, is that true? LeBron James is not on today's show. I don't believe so. Oh, my. All right, Le- LeBron, not on the show. That's a huge upset. Here's how the show works. It's me against the producers. It's me against the clock. Clock's going to pop up on your screen in just a moment if you're watching on YouTube. I have about 10 minutes in this first segment, so we got to get going. Demonze, what is our first topic? Let's check in on the MVP race. Yeah. Uh, Jokic and Embiid went head-to-head this Monday. Yep. Um, Jokic nearly had another triple-double. Yep. What would Jokic have to do to get your fraudulent vote? Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't have an NBA MVP vote. Now, why do I not have an NBA MVP vote? I don't know. Maybe because I have the courage to not fall victim to groupthink. Maybe because I'm not a lemming that's just like, well, it has to be Jokic or Embiid, Embiid or Jokic. Just like last year, if you don't vote for Nikola Jokic, you have a bias against Nikola. You're an idiot. No. Last year, I voted Jokic second. Now, I send in my vote, my ballot, top five. The NBA sends it back to me. One day, they'll give me an actual vote. This year, I would right now have him fourth or fifth. I would have Embiid, Giannis, and Luka ahead of them. Now, there is enough time where Jokic could get my MVP vote. Now, it's going to be hard because at present, they're the sixth seed. They're a game and a half out of the play-in tournament. And we have seen this story before with a bad MVP decision. It was just five years ago, the sixth seed in the West. One guy had the ball in his hands the whole game. He had unbelievable numbers, averages a triple-double, and he won the MVP. That was Russell Westbrook. This year, Jokic, he's not averaging a triple-double, but he has unbelievable numbers for a team that's not winning that much, and they want to give him the MVP. So I'm not saying he's ineligible, 
But all MVPs, aside from Russ, in my lifetime have been on winning teams, teams that have real championship aspirations. The Nuggets do not. We already made this mistake last year. And to double down and for Jokic to be back-to-back MVP. But but wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why would Jokic winning back-to-back MVPs make you so upset? Okay, so that's a good question. And it's because folks can act like history doesn't matter in this award. They can act like, no, it's an individual season in a vacuum. But that is simply not true. Because not that long ago, by the way, Steve Nash won back-to-back MVPs. And the next year, the third year of his run, by any metric, was his best year. And did he win? No. Why didn't he win? Because voters were like, come on, three straight MVPs? That's only Bird, Wilt, and Russell who have done that. We're not putting Nash on that list. So I don't think it's unfair to say, Demonze, there have been a dozen guys to win back-to-back MVPs. And in fact, you know what? I'm going to pull up Bill Simmons. Turn the cameras on, even though the cameras are already on. Hey, let's put this out on social, because I think I can do this in order. The back-to-back MVPs, count. see if I get to 12, Demonze. Let's do it. And we'll do it in reverse order. And then you'll see why Jokic joining this list would be such a problem. So Giannis did it. Steph did it. Before Steph, LeBron did it. Before him, Steve Nash did it. Remember that. Before him was Tim Duncan. Before him was Michael Jordan. Before that was Magic, then Larry, then Moses. People forget that. Kareem, Wilt, and Russell. Is that 12? 12, exactly. Okay, so think about those 12 guys. It's 11 of the 15 greatest players in the history of the sport and Steve Nash. If you add Nikola Jokic to that list, I'm just curious. If they all got together, I, I under, if they all got together and they were hanging out in a room, does Jokic get to hang out with Kareem, Michael, LeBron, and Magic? Or is he over in the other corner with Steve Nash? Like, yeah, I don't know how we got, I got in here either. I don't know what's going on. By the way, did you know, you probably won't believe me on this, did you know I can name every MVP in order? from Jokic last year until at least 1980 and maybe since the first MVP was ever given out? Um, unfortunately, I mean, I wouldn't put it past you. There you go. I, <laughs> In fact, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do it from memory, every MVP through at least 1980, maybe through the first MVP ever given, which I think was 1959. But the 70s, it gets a little confusing. Oh, my God, look at the clock. Look at the we clock. got less than six. Why did you let me keep going? Okay. okay. What are we doing now? What's next? So some Baker Mayfield drama. Yeah. Uh, the Browns are considering a Watson trade. Yep. Uh, Baker responded with a super emo Twitter post. Yeah. It looks like things are headed toward divorce. Yeah. What do you make of this situation? So I think this is a good lesson for anyone out there. That Because let me, let me back up with this. I don't blame Baker for being pissed. I don't blame Baker for saying, you've got to be kidding me. I, I did everything you guys have asked for me aside from play better, and I understand that's a big part of it. And you are now considering not only moving on from me, but moving on from me for a guy who a few days ago was finding out whether or not a grand jury was going to charge him with some horrific crimes. like that. So this whole represent the city, represent the franchise, right? Throw that out the window. But this is, so I'd be pissed if I were Baker too. I'd be like, you got to, we just were, were the Cleveland Browns. We just won a playoff game a year ago. And you're moving on from me. But here is the other lesson. And it's actually two lessons. There are a couple, uh, what I call, uh, what are you calling them? What are the things on the bumper sticker? 
couldn't think of it. Bumper stickers were called. You could have helped me out there, pal. Jeez, Louise. I didn't give you a lot of pointers, but I was, I was trying to you know, <laughs> yeah. do a little Very charades broad. there. A um, little bumper sticker wisdom. One is bet on yourself. Yeah, that sounds great. So you bet on yourself and lose. And the other one, and this is what the old school football guys would tell you, rub some dirt on it. Play through injury. Ronnie Lott chopped the tip of his pinky off to play in playoff game. Okay, Baker Mayfield last year, through six weeks, the Browns were three and three. The three losses were a high, I think, thirty-three to twenty-nine to the Chiefs. No shame in that. Forty-seven, forty-two to the Chargers. A crazy game. You can't blame Baker for that. And then a loss to the Cardinals. So three losses against three good teams. He had a t- passer rating of nearly a hundred in the mid-high nineties. Uh, two-to-one touchdown reception ratio. What happened in week six? He got his labrum torn, and instead of having surgery, he missed one week. He's like, I'm going to play. And the rest of the year, he was terrible. The Browns were terrible, and now they're shipping him out. Or they, By the time you hear this, they might have already shipped him out, and certainly it's on the board. Man, he bet on himself. He played through injury, and everyone applauded him for it. Cost him tens of millions of dollars, and maybe now he has to move cities. So... I don't blame Baker for being pissed. I get the Browns wanting to upgrade, but I think this is, I don't think it's been handled right by any parties. All right, what's next? So the Warriors are looking terrifying again. I know. Yeah. And Steph is looking like an MVP well, right as they got Draymond back. Okay. Uh, forget this year's title. Do you, think, do you think Steph could be considered as one of the all-time greats if he needs Draymond Green this badly? Oh, that's an interesting angle. I thought we were going to talk about this year's title. Yeah, so... Listen, we're going to do, as part of this uh, What's Right show, we're going to do the 50 greatest players the last 50 years. And obviously, Steph's not only on the list, very high on the list. To me, he is, without question, one of the greatest players ever. But he is, but what you're saying about Dr- the need for Draymond, because Steph is having the worst shooting year of his career, including his rookie season, the worst years this year, and then the day they get Draymond back, he drops 47, and it was more than that. Draymond, he was on the court with Draymond for 15 minutes that game. He scored 41 in the 15 minutes he was on with Draymond. He scored six in the 20-some minutes he was when Draymond went on the court. So, yes, because of Steph's size, having Draymond out there as another ball handler, as another distributor, and as a guy who can help him out defensively helps him immensely. However, he's clearly unequivocally, this is me defending Steph Curry, one of the greatest players we've ever seen. And we did see, without question, him be the best player on a championship team. The only other little guy to do that is Isaiah Thomas, the original real Isaiah Thomas. So he's without question one of the all-time greats. But then we get back to when we were talking about the back-to-back MVPs, the 15 greatest players ever. When you measure him up against Come those on, Padre, guys. Hurry it oh, up. okay, that's my older daughter telling me I gotta be quick. When, I'll be quicker. When you measure him against those guys. Then you start to factor in the, okay, how much, do, you know, how much was he a system unto himself? How much was he in the right system? All those things. Because a guy who has fewer rings, fewer MVPs, but is a better all-time player than Steph Curry, different position, obviously, Akeem. So Akeem only really played for the Rockets, but Akeem, it didn't matter who was around him. He was going to be successful. And I mean, he won He won a title before Drexler got there with no other all-stars on the team. So that's where it, it, he's still an all-time great, but if we're talking about top 10 all-time, this type of thing probably cost up that. Still clearly 
firmly in the top 20 all time. Okay, we're going to go a little overtime because I see caps on the screen and we only have 20 seconds left according to the clock. I'm 0 for 2 through two shows of actually listening to the clock. Demonze, what's the last topic? We saw Cap throw some passes to Tyler Lockett this week. Yeah. Tyler Lockett says Cap is ready. Yeah. Do you think he ever gets a shot to play football again? No. And Demonze, you know this. I, I'm as big of a Cap supporter and fan as anybody. 100%. I, there's been, what, probably a half dozen times since we've moved to New York where we've had a package delivered to the house. Oh. And I opened it, I was like, oh, it's from Cap. New Air Force One. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the... He and I, I haven't, now I want to be clear on this. I haven't talked to him in the last year. I haven't seen him. No, well, I, don't, I, I haven't talked to him in the last nine months, at least. And I haven't seen him in person in a couple years. But I have been a fervent and vehement supporter of his. And with that, I say, I don't even think he thinks he's getting back in the league. The story with Colin Kaepernick is not that teams still won't give him a shot. The story with Colin Kaepernick is the blackballing was successful. And the NFL can put end racism on their helmets. And Roger Goodell can say, you know, about how he wishes it had gone a different way. And I believe him that he wishes this had gone a different way. But it didn't. And the point of blackballing a guy is to make sure he never plays again. And even if the league now was in a different place, even if you had, if I bought a team, Okay, say, or I was the GM of a team. I don't know that I would bring Cap in because it's been five years. Like, they, the, you know, the powers that be won. Now, Cap won the argument. Cap is obviously on the right side of history on this. But at this point, when I see him work out, I think it's more for show and for a reminder of what was stolen from him. Because there was a time shortly after the blackballing started where he clearly was good enough to be a starter. And then there was a time a couple years after the blackballing started where he clearly was good enough to be a backup, to be on a roster. But now five years outside of football, he hasn't, I've been doing my TV show for five years. I've never covered one capped football game. That's how long he's been gone. The last time he played, man, we lived in Houston. Think about how long ago that was. You were a junior in high school. The last time Cap was playing football. That's a long time. That's a long time. <laughs> That's a ago. very long time. And so at this point, I don't think teams not bringing him in means he's still blackballed. I think at this point, teams not bringing him in means the blackballing was unfortunately and tragically successful. We'll be right back. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back in What's Right with Nick Wright podcast and YouTube show. I went long in the first segment as I have done each of our first two episodes. I'll try to do better for episode three. So we got to get right to it. Demonze and I are going to play a game. It's a new game. Everything's new. The whole damn show's new. It's called This or That. What's first right, up, Demonze? This or that. Who is more offended by your latest player rankings between Tatum and Kyrie? Oh, so that's interesting. And these are also two of your favorite guys. Yeah, You're a Celtics fan. You love Jason Tatum. 
You also, we were watching the other night, Kyrie's 60-point game, and you're just in awe. Now, we're going to full disclosure, Demonze and I were not like, oh, God, Nets magic about to start. Clear the calendars. <laughs> but once we saw Kyrie had 30 early in the second quarter, we're like, ah, maybe we should turn that thing on. Uh, one side, before I even answer the question, sidebar, bad job by Steve Nash. Steve Nash, Kevin Wilds made this point on the TV show this morning. He's absolutely right. Steve Nash been running players into the ground, playing them 44, 45, 46 minutes, his whole tenure coaching the Nets. Kyrie has a chance to score 70 or 80, and he takes him out early in the fourth because he gets 60. Bad job. But this is a response to, I said uh, with my buddy Colin Cowherd that I thought Jason Tatum was the 18th best player in the sport. He's like, all right, list the 17 ahead of him. So I did, and I'm not going to do it now, but it's it's nine guys everyone agrees with, and then there's some argument. Who would you have, Tatum or Donovan Mitchell? Tatum or John Morant? Tatum or Devin Booker? Tatum or Paul George? Like, it's in that gray area. But the reason I said that was because everyone's like, oh, Jason Tatum's top 10 guy. I'm like, no, he's not. He, he might be one day, but he's not yet a top 10 guy. And then we were looking at that list, Demonze and I were, and you were like, hold on. So you have Tatum ranked too low. But you also have him ahead of Kyrie, which means I had Kyrie outside of the top 18, and then he goes and drops 60. So nobody can doubt Kyrie's talent. But, and so, and, I, and I'll answer the question in a moment. But I think this would, if I said, let me ask you this, Demonte. Do you think there's been any point in Kyrie's career, at any point, he's been a top 10 player? I do. Yes. And you, do you think most people agree with you? Yes. I think if I if I came on this show and I said Kyrie's never been a top ten player, would people think of that as a hot take? No, like a hot take, like I'm being outrageous. Oh yes, they would think I'm being insane. Yeah. Okay. So here's what's interesting about that: you guys all mocked me for not having MVP votes, not having any awards votes. Every year at the end of the year, we vote. Well, the people who have votes, not me on who the top 10 players are. It's called first team and second team All-NBA. Would it surprise you to find out Kyrie Irving has once in his career been second team All-NBA, and that's it. No first teams, one second team. Would this surprise you? How many top five MVP finishes does Kyrie have? Zero. How many top 10 MVP finishes does Kyrie have? Zero. How many top 20 MVP finishes does Kyrie have? Zero. Because he's never received a single MVP vote. I say all that to say this. Nobody doubts his talent. But if because of injury or absence or vaccination or whatever, if at the end of every single year you play, there's a vote on who's a top 10 guy and you never make it, then I guess you're not a top 10 guy. So I say that to say this. Jason Tatum should probably be more offended. Jason Tatum should probably be like, hey, Nick, I'm better than Donovan Mitchell. All right, I, God, I am bad at the clock thing. That was, it was supposed to be about 90 seconds each. That was three and a half minutes. I'm going to go way faster. All right, what's next? Let's do it. What happens first? Ben Simmons plays basketball again, or we start talking about baseball? Well, that really is a question. Will Ben Simmons play basketball again before the baseball playoffs start? So I'm going to say Ben Simmons plays basketball again. Spoiler alert for the show. I can't. What would have to happen for baseball to crack the show before late September? And by the way, Late September's football season. Baseball might never crack the show. Okay, what's next? What's funnier, Randy Gregory flipping on Dallas or the Giants quarterback situation? Oh, it's definitely the Giants quarterback situation. 
The Randy Gregory thing is only funny. If people don't know, Randy Gregory had a deal in place with the Cowboys. And then they inserted language that didn't say, if you get suspended, we can void your guarantees. They said, if you get fined, we can void your guarantees, which is real tricky these days because guys get fined for bad hits on a quarterback. You get fined for your socks being the wrong color. So Randy Gregory said, I'm not signing that. You got to take that language out. They wouldn't. So we signed the exact same contract without the language with the Broncos. Kind of sucks for my Chiefs, by the way. Broncos keep adding pieces. But the Randy Gregory thing in and of itself wasn't that funny. It was only funny because it allows us to bring back you have this happened before you were born once upon a time after LeBron's first or second year with the Cavs Carlos Boozer was playing for the Cavs I think he was second round pick so he was making no money and he had played really well and the Cavs had the option to just you know basically pick up the next year of his rookie deal pay him like no money or they could decline it and pay him a bunch more money but once you decline it he then theoretically can sign with anybody so they the agent goes to the owner of the Cavs. And Carlos Boozer denies this, but this is the legend, and I believe it to be true. And they're like, listen, we want you here long term. We'll decline the option. The owner of the Cavs at the time happened to be a blind gentleman, and that kind of added to the story. So they, they could have just had him for like a million bucks. Instead, they're like, okay, we'll, we'll decline your option, sign you long term. And Carlos Boozer left to go play for the Jazz. Wow. Just, and everyone's like, oh, my God, Carlos Boozer stabbed a blind man in the back. I remember reading those blog posts. Wow. Yeah, that's what everybody said. So this was not that. The funnier situation is that the New York Giants are going to roll out their... Seriously, di- though? What? Hurry up. Okay, Diora. That's my daughter. Quit it. it, it that they're going to run out their Daniel Jones as their starting quarterback with a Tyrod Taylor sweetener. That's the funnier thing. The Giants have been an absolute debacle. It's amazing what's happened in the last decade, but their quarterback situation is one of the worst in the league. All right. Oh. It's okay. What's what's next? What are we doing? Reveal one of these. Your final four or your favorite DM about the show launch. Oh, that's easy. My, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweak it a bit. It's not my favorite DM. It's my favorite text. And this is a sweet moment and then a hilarious moment. So my favorite text came from your aunt, my sister Joanna. <laughs> she watched it and was so excited and happy and thought you did great. It really warmed my heart. Here's why that's unique. So my sister, who I love and adore, you know, I have a very small family, and she's my only sibling. My sister, the reason that was my favorite was because it meant she watched something that I had created. Because, and this is a true story, she was, the last holiday we were together, last time we were together, our families were together, my wife, Danielle, was showing my sister some picture of one of our daughters in the house. And this thing right here was in the background. This thing has been in my house since the start of the pandemic. I've been doing, this is the background right here for the TV show. And my sister says to my wife, what is that blue thing in your living room? And I'm just sitting back there. I'm like, oh, (laughs) glad you watched the TV show on every day for the last two years. It's been right there. You haven't caught one segment? There hasn't been one take that you were like, oh, let's see. Oh, there was the Super Bowl last night. Let's see what my brother might say about it. Nope. Didn't even know. We love that what brother, is that? Sister Bond. Yeah, it's great. So, point is, so the fact that she watched our first episode is more a testament to you than to me, but that was my favorite one. All right, what's next? I'm famous. 
daylight savings time should exist or it shouldn't exist? Of course it should exist. The, the rare good job by Congress. And then because everybody has to have a counter take things, they're like, actually, we tried this in the 70s and everybody hated it. Well, uh, screw them. They're like, oh, you're going to wake up and it's going to be pitch black. So what? I would so much rather it be dark early than dark. I'm sorry, it'd be dark early in the morning than dark early in the evening. Of course, there's two. First of all, it's depressing when the sun goes down early. I don't mind waking up to it being dark. You're sad when you have to get up anyway. And the other thing is, and here's the people that don't think about these takes. You, if you have, if you have kids, I'm gonna, especially for me, someone who has, you know, teenage daughter. I, I don't love her coming home, you know, from the subway or whatever when it's dark out. And that means that come December, it's like, when do I got to be home? I'm like, I don't know, four forty-five. Like, that's when the sun goes down. Of course, daylight savings time should exist. Just like this should exist. I'm taking that you think we're done. We're not done. Who's more impressed with themselves, Carl Anthony Towns or my sidekick, son, Demonze Bird? Oh, I think Lord. we have some video to show you guys. Oh, 32 God. points. Hold on. Let, How let's did see you it. Take over responsibility to put this team on your I back in that frame. 32 in the third quarter. Damn. All right. Um, oh, that's pretty good. What's like now? What is the evidence of Demonte? Do we have video evidence of Demonte being impressed? Back is traded to the Chargers. Yeah. Is this the uh, Tom Brady's also back? Yeah, that's, that's the other a part huge of the one. Yeah. Um, but do you think this is the uh, the official end of any Chiefs dynasty? Okay. Am I if, being hazed right now? You're being hazed. You're being hazed. <laughs> if people are listening and not watching, this is, that was more of a YouTube moment. Demonte. So let me take you behind the scenes here on what happened. Demonze, that's his first show, first time, you know, officially on camera, that clip there. And he's, he thought he made a big error momentarily of leaving out the Tom Brady info there. And then he caught himself and fixed it. And then he thought he was off camera. But little do you know, you're never off camera, yeah. buddy. Mike's always rolling, camera's always running. And he did like a silent double fist. Yes. Nailed it. Nobody will see that. And nobody would have <laughs> noticed except you let everybody notice. So my answer there is actually Carl Anthony Towns is still the one more impressed with themselves because he really, I think he knew he had 32 in the third and he was just really trying to lean into it. Like, wow, 32 in the third. And Carl Anthony Towns was actually impressed with himself for an accomplishment as opposed to being somewhat happy he avoided a massive screw up. But by the way, I don't know if you know, there was already one moment during today's show when we were off air, that I'm certain they were rolling on, and I assume will be used against you on episodes wow. in the future. You got to listen, man. You got to protect yourself at all times. <laughs> like Floyd May- Mayweather said, protect yourself at all times. We'll be right back. Welcome back in one last segment. What's right with Nick Wright podcast, YouTube show. All right, we don't have a lot of time left. I feel like we've covered all the sports for the day. Demonze, what's our last topic? All right, just go ahead and get your stupid QR rant out of the way, please. Oh, the QR codes. Thank you. I've been trying to get this in for rehearsal shows, for all these shows. All right. So I sent out a tweet when I was out of the country saying QR codes as menus, as menu replacement, is one of those things that is supposed to make your life better and is just immeasurably and in every way made things worse. And I stand by people are like, oh, Nick, you've never worked in the service industry. You don't know what. I don't know what. What a pain in the ass it is to be like, hey, here's your menu. Like, oh, my, oh, Nick. But we like to update them daily. No, you don't. Nick was it, never a waiter. I was. Not, that is correct. I was never a waiter. 
But let me tell you something, waiters. I'm saving your jobs because QR codes as menus are the canary in the coal mine to you guys being replaced. Because what's after QR codes as menus is you go from the QR code. It's like, oh, I think I might want the same. Did I just ta- did I just order it with my finger? Oh my gosh, I did. That's coming. So I'm saving your jobs. Just like the another advancement that made things worse was the self checkout line. It's like, oh, this is nice. I just have a quart of milk. I don't want to wait in this line. Just go boop. Oh, that's kind of fun. I get to use a little scanner like I wanted to as a kid. Tap to pay and I'm out of here. All of a sudden, you go to a Whole Foods lately, there's three people actually checking people out and there's 60 of us doing that job. It's like, I got to look up avocado. You got six types of avocado. How am I supposed to know I got to weigh this? Now, it's good if you like to steal. I understand that. (laughs) But that can't be the real reason. That's the other thing. These companies know. They know you're stealing from the self-checkout. They're doing it anyway because it's like, well, it's still cheaper for us than actually, you know, employing people. But back to the menus is QR codes. You got it. There's so many problems with it. First of all, if you don't have Wi-Fi in your place, I might not even get the menu. Second of all, now I'm on my phone. Already, I'm on my phone. Now, all of a sudden, I, I see a bad tweet from Demaze. I'm responding to that. I'm not engaging with the people around me. QR codes as menus add no benefit whatsoever. They're awful. They're a job killer. They're irritating. They're bad for social mores, such as put your damn phone away and let's have a conversation as people. Get rid of them. I feel a lot better. That's the show. We might have a little bonus segment of me listing Finally. MVPs. Time's up. Oh, you know what? I'm going to call Dior down here and make her listen to me list these MVPs. She does that again. That's the show. Be back with episode three soon.